0: is Saskatchewan on the person that's in it. Champions again! This is Jeff Shaler. You're listening to the Rush Hour Podcast. This is the Rush Hour Podcast, presented by Original 16, the best beer in the game. I'm Cody Jansen, your host for the podcast all season long. On this episode, we're going to get you set for the Saskatchewan Rush, welcoming Panther City to our province for the first time. Plus, we'll catch up with defender Holden Garland and former Rush defender Matt Hasek, who's going to be in purple this weekend. But first... A few rapid-fire questions from you on the Saskatchewan Rush social media pages. Lynette on Facebook wants to know, who travels the furthest to play? Well, it's definitely the guys coming from Toronto, but based on hometown, and I looked this up, I did the research. Dan Lintner, he's from Cordes, Ontario, which is 3,011 kilometers away from Saskatoon. That's a good three-and-a-half-hour flight from out there. Mike on Twitter asked, about how the rush prepare for an expansion team like Panther City? Well, they are three and zero against expansion teams while they've been in Saskatchewan, and I'm certainly not the first person Jeff McCombs going to come talk to for advice. But there is a few familiar faces in purple, including Jeremy Thompson, Travis Cornwall, and Hossick, of course. Plus, a lot of these guys know each other through summer ball in the MSL, WLA, and PLL. And realistically, they've played five games. There's a lot of video to go off of here, too. Eric wants to know on Facebook, who's the biggest prankster on the team? Well, Eric, I actually talked with Captain Chris Corbeil about this, and right away he pointed towards Ryan Dilks. No hesitation there. But I know Corbs is good for a couple of pranks here and there as well. He also gave props to former Rush defender Adrian Sorkenny might've taught the guys a few tricks. Okay, we'll try to do more questions and fun stuff on future episodes, but let's get to the good stuff. Sit back, relax, enjoy half hour of the Rush Hour podcast. Couple of great interviews here presented by Original 16. Joined by Holden Garland on today's episode. Holden, I wanna talk about the season, but not so much looking at the one in four start. I wanna talk about your start because coming out of the pandemic, Two goals against Halifax is that good? I mean, what what were you <laughs> feeling there? Just it's got to be a good feeling to get a couple of tucks out of the way early.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Going into well, I guess my rookie season only played eleven games. Uh, I think I got one goal that whole year, so it definitely felt good to get the uh, first couple under the belt. Um, now we're just looking to get those first couple wins under the belt, right? So. Hopefully I'm not too worried about the individual performance, but, uh, I know you you wanted to talk a little bit more on that side, but yeah, we're just looking for two points every time we play and obviously pretty urgent to start getting some wins.
0: We got to talk about the individual performances. Those are fun? (laughs) These are the fun things to talk about. Hey, no, m- moving along to you you guys do pick up your first one of the season in Vancouver. You had one and one that night. I'll mention that since you won't. But again, <laughs> what what's the thought process coming into a game like Fort Worth where you are looking for your second win of the season a little bit later than you wanted? But what are you hoping to bring back that maybe, you know, as a team you didn't have against San Diego going for you?
2: Yeah,
1: I don't know. I just uh, I just feel like the wins have to be urgent now right? The mindset has to be all urgency. Um, We just got to get back to playing the lacrosse that we know how to do, right? Uh, We've been a top team in the league even before I was there for a long number of years. So uh, we just we know how to play the game. We've all been playing it for a long time. So if we just uh, bear down a little bit and a lot of one goal losses, right? So one or two plays that separate the game, um, at least recently. So we just got to get on the other side of those one goal games.
0: So I, I got to talk with a lot of players, obviously post pandemic and stuff, and I didn't really get to talk to you. So I want to know, you know, during that time off, what did you work on? What did you improve in your game that you're happy about saying, you know what? I came out of that break better in this aspect.
1: For sure. So I was fortunate enough to, uh, to play in the PLL this summer. So at least I had the the stick in my hand, um, Outside of that, I was, I was working out with my trainer. I got a good trainer here in St. Catharines. Um, and, yeah, just working on the little things. Speed um, definitely got a little bit bigger and stronger, matured a little bit. I uh, feel like in my rookie year, I was kind of feeling it out, feeling out, uh, kind of going off of Corbs, rubes, Dilks, following their leadership, which is obviously a good place to be for myself. Um, but, yeah, just getting more comfortable in transition, uh, taking more quality shots. Um, and then just playing sound defensively.
0: How much does some of these extra, you know, points you're picking up this season, but some of that offensive success in transition have to do with confidence? Now that you are already, you know, you, you got your foot in the water after the draft, obviously, you know, fourth overall in 2019, but then you get to play in that shortened season as well. How much did confidence really affect how you started off this season?
1: Honestly, probably all of it um yeah getting those first few games uh definitely are a big thing getting that half year under my belt and then, like I said coming back bigger and stronger more confident definitely playing a bigger role this year with the man down last minute d stuff like that so uh when I see them trust me like that it definitely brings my spirits up and uh gives me a little bit more confidence like you said
0: Okay. It is country night in Saskatoon on Saturday. I want to know. I mean, you're not, you don't look like a farm kid to me. How many horses in your life?
1: How many horses, what? Sorry.
0: How many horses have you ridden in your life? Have you ever rode a horse?
1: I I think I've been on one. Yeah. Okay. okay. Way back in the day, way back in the day. How much
0: money would it take to get you to ride a bull? (laughs) A bull?
1: Yeah, Uh, I've done the mechanical one at a few uh few. Oh no, no, I'm talking a (laughs) a real
0: one, like Calgary Stampede Spotlight.
1: Yeah, it it would it would cost a little bit for sure. How much are we talking? So so. if
0: someone gives you a bag, 10 grand to hop on one. Are you trying?
1: Cash? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'd be for sure.
0: (laughs) There we go. I'm I'm desperate
1: over here. No.
0: Alrighty, hold it. We, we, I want to go back and, and talk a little bit about how you got into the game. Obviously, you come from a hockey family as well, but what do you first remember from picking up a lacrosse stick? Who got you into it?
1: So actually, it is, it's kind of a funny story. So I have an older brother, he's 18 months older, um, now plays hockey, but played lacrosse when we were kids growing up, all the way until he had to make that decision of what one to go with. Uh, and I remember I was about two years old. And uh, sitting at the uh, the registration desk, and he, my mom was registering him, uh, and there were just tears flowing down my face because I wanted to play so bad. So, the lady who was actually running the front desk is uh, Buffalo's goaltender Matt Vince, his mom, and she said you gotta sign both of them up. So I played. I think I was still wearing pull-ups and uh, ran around the floor for about five minutes, and I went up and sat in the crowd for the rest of the game. So parents probably wasted a, a couple thousand bucks on that registration
0: well you mentioned vino and obviously you played in the saint catherine's program as well one that he came up with but you know your junior career when you go over to six nations and win a minto cup just talk about that experience and and how that changes you know your mindset like at what point did you really feel like hey next level of lacrosse the nll is going to be an option for me
1: yeah um Honestly, when I was, uh, when I was playing with St. Catharines, you know, those are some of my best friends. Um, some guys that'll be in my wedding party. Right. But, uh, but yeah, it was definitely tough to, to leave the team. I knew that me getting traded, I was leaving them better off for the future. Um, so it hurt a little bit less, I guess. Going to Six Nations, everyone's awesome. All those guys are great. Uh, and definitely winning the Minto was kind of the cherry on top. Just the NL became realistic for me. I would say... I'd say after that junior season, um, I feel like that's really when I caught my stride and played well in the playoffs. So obviously got uh, got drafted to Brooklyn where Derek Keenan was the coach in senior A. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of became a goal of mine to, uh, to be a top pick in the draft, which which helped a little bit to, to go fourth overall, like you mentioned, in 2019. And then, yeah, I feel like I'm still, still catching my stride and still trying to be better than, than I was yesterday.
0: So you mentioned playing for Keenan in Brooklyn and can you talk a little bit about, you know, summer ball and just how that might've like prepared you to play against some of these skilled guys in the NLL because some of the best players offensively do play in that league.
1: Yeah, for sure. Summer's a uh, definitely playoff time, right? So a lot of guys they're working, they they can't make the commitment or uh, I don't know, maybe they're just not feeling it that day. So (laughs) My first year of summer though, like I went in there, we had a really good team. I remember we lost in game seven to Peterborough, who's, who's stacked with, uh, the courier brothers, of course, um, like the Evans and stuff. So, um, they're a pretty good team. And, uh, I remember throughout the year I was my rookie. So I'm trying to, trying to get in, get good looks, the coach and everything like that. So I'm showing up an hour 45 before the game. I'm the only one there for about an hour. So we're supposed to go out for light warm-ups and no one's there. So thought we weren't playing that night, but then everyone rolls in with about 15 minutes left and then we, uh, we hop on the floor and play. Um, joking, like not joking around, but when you get on the floor, it's obviously, like you said, it's very competitive. Still same guys who play in the NLL, play in the summer league. Um, it's good. I, I, uh, I love my time in Brooklyn and playing in the PLL, it's a little bit harder to play summer bowl, but uh, if I get the opportunity, I'll definitely be back.
0: So why Canisius? Why, why do you end up going there? What's the path that you take to go there? Like, how much field did you play up until that point? Was it something where you went on multiple recruiting trips? Was it just the first letter you got in the mail? You said, all right, see ya, or what?
1: Honestly, Randy Merns, who was the coach there, um, another St. Catharines guy. And to answer your question, did I play much field? I played Team Ontario Field. So what's that, like a weekend a year? Um, that's about it. I think I played that twice. My route was a little bit different, though. I didn't go to school till I was 19 years old, um, 20 years old, actually, when I got there. And uh, like I was playing the hockey thing. You're too busy ripping up the coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we'll say that. <laughs> so, yeah, playing the hockey thing. And then uh, Randy Mearns contacted me, spoke to him, went on a visit. Everything went well. It's, it's about 45 minutes from my house to Canisius. So kind of felt more homey. Um, class sizes are small. You've got about 15 people in the class, so it's, it's great. It would, would hold me accountable. If I went to one of those big schools, I might not do uh, the whole school thing. So definitely held me t- accountable to go to class and get uh, a good grades.
0: Okay. Now moving along, obviously you're the fourth overall pick in 2019. What's your welcome to the NLL moment? Like what time do you kind of sit back? Is it a game? Is it a training camp when you're like, Oh dear, oh. this is, this is the NLL. This is the best players in the world.
1: Yeah, it was, it feels so long ago because that COVID year and stuff. Um, I'd say the biggest welcome to the NL moment would be, honestly, when we played our my first game in Colorado and we're standing like for the uh, national anthem. And I remember starting the game and for the their uh, national anthem, the uh, where it goes, the rockets red glare, and then the fireworks shot out from all ends of the of the uh, arena. So that was kind of cool gave me chills and heart was beating a little bit in my throat.
0: So That's all right. And then then obviously this season you you get to start off with a little bit of a bang too in Halifax. Walk walk me through though at the draft when you go to Saskatchewan, have you ever been to Saskatoon before that? Are you kind of like, what Saskatchewan? Like, I mean, I want to know what's going through your head because obviously by 2019, they had won a couple of championships in Saskatchewan and one in Edmonton. Like, is it excitement? Are you kind of like, ah, you know, we'll see what it's like. I don't know. I want to know what's, what's going through your head.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, it was nice going to, uh, like, Derek Keenan, Pe- Keenan picking me, obviously. I was familiar with him, so it felt good. Um, yeah, go, I've never been to Saskatoon before that. Showing up, honestly, I thought it was going to be a lot. Like, the downtown in the city is awesome. Like, I loved Saskatoon it's just when you drive five minutes this way or five minutes that way is when you kind of lose it. Right. You could see, see for 10 miles down the road. Um, but yeah, it's like, Saskatoon a great place. And I guess getting picked up there, I had a lot of interviews where they're talking about first round picks from the past, not playing much the first year. So it's kind of in the back of your head, but more of a, you want to prove everyone wrong. So obviously it was nice to play every game and, now contributing a little bit more this year feels even that much sweeter so
0: okay let's have a little bit of fun here to close it out with, though what would you be doing if you never played lacrosse or hockey like let's just say no sports no. at all what would you be doing right now line of work
1: <laughs> probably construction or something along those lines just
0: What like I would, hope to would have
1: be, our of six. <laughs> yeah yeah i'd <laughs> have to pick something up like that i'd get into trades or something um or I don't know, I'd love to be like a hockey scouter agent. That would be pretty cool. So something along those lines. But if hockey wasn't in the cards, definitely construction.
0: What's the go-to travel snack? On the plane? Yeah, plane traveling, whatever. What's that, what's the go to snack?
1: Shower patch, kids all day.
0: <laughs> That's a high school diet right there. What's supper oh, if yeah. you're cooking?
1: What what, sorry? What's what supper if you're cooking? Oh, just chicken and rice.
0: Keep it easy. Just simple. Are you a barbecue Keep guy?
1: Yeah, yeah, barbecue steaks or something. Honestly, when I lived in Saskatoon in 2019, it was mostly Mark cooking. So, is he a good? Mark cook? was kind of the dad. Yeah, he was the dad of the house on weekdays for sure.
0: That's that's fair. <laughs> enough. That's fair enough. What's the go-to pizza order?
1: Ah, uh, I would go pepperoni, bacon, and uh, hot peppers with a side of blue cheese
0: not bad favorite movie of all time
1: law-abiding citizen wow that's an interesting one one. i
0: haven't haven't heard anyone pull that out
1: yet that's an interesting one what are
0: you what are you crushing right now anything on netflix or
1: just tv show wise Uh, i've been watching a little bit of shameless
0: okay okay did they just drop a season
1: of that another season i'm not sure i don't know there's so many
0: seasons of it though it's an all right one no I know starts off great. Like the first couple of seasons. Oh,
1: hilarious. Yeah. that It, that it, it does gets a little it. repetitive, but.
0: Okay. Okay. Take, take everyone into the dressing room. Who's got the ox chord this year. Guilty. Is it Guilty, any good? Got it. Yeah. Yeah. She's good. a music guy. What, what's he playing?
1: Uh, you just chuck like, it on Big and taking
0: credit or what? No,
1: no. No, he's actually got a pretty good mix going. He got he gets the songs back-to-back, so it's pretty good. Um, some house music, some old songs, but yeah, it's good.
0: Who's got the worst style on the team? You can throw someone
1: under the bus here. Oh, I got to think now. Dan Littner. <laughs> oh, he's going to um, love to hear out Litt- of Ontario. Oh, yeah
0: we're not talking about height here either okay okay well yeah. one last one for you here hold this has been fun what where's the road trip you're looking forward to or the road game you're looking forward to i love talking with guys about that just knowing that everyone in the nll travels but some guys are like man i want to get down to california others are like oh i like playing close to home like w- what's the one no. spot you got circled on your calendar
1: yeah you definitely just said it like san diego is definitely the number one spot
0: that's yeah, pretty quiet Just there the talk to your stuff. teammates,
1: too. Yeah. Alrighty, it. this has
0: been a blast. Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck this weekend.
1: Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. It's
0: Rush Hour Live podcast. Cody and with you. We are presented by Original 16. Joined now by former Rush defender Matt Hossick, joining the show from Buffalo, New York.
2: Matt, how's it going? <laughs> going good. Uh, trying to trying to stay warm. I'm sure you guys are, too, up in, up in Saskia.
0: Yeah, that's a nice way to put it. We've only been doing that for three months now, but uh, we're, we're surviving. Winter's fine. You get to spend time at a rink. You know, you don't have to deal with the Saskatchewan wind chill when you're inside the SaskTel Center. So I, I really can't complain. But Matt, it's a game week, and it's got to feel weird for you. Game week, you're coming back to Saskatoon, but this time in different colors. I, I want to just what's going through your head? What's what's going through? Thinking, hey, this is the first time I'm going to be playing in Saskatchewan as a visitor.
2: Uh it's different. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still like, uh, I'm still excited to be back, uh, back in that environment again. And in, in SaskTel with all the fans, uh, I'm not so excited to, to, you know, be dealing with, uh, dealing with the home field advantage rather than being, uh, I guess, favored by it. Um, and you know, how a lot, it, you know how a lot it gets in there when, when it's passed. And, um, but yeah, so, I'm uh, little bit worried about that but more more or less focused on uh trying to trying to keep our, our current win streak going and and looking forward to to making making an effort to get that going
0: what's it been like for you the transition i mean you go from playing in saskatchewan to playing down in texas what's it been like with p c l c for you this year
2: it's uh it's been good it's definitely different uh uh going from being uh not necessarily one of uh the main, the main guys and, uh, the, uh, veteran, I guess you, you could say, uh, with, uh, having so many guys that are a veteran and then, uh, me switching over to being in Texas, is it's different being, uh, the guy or, uh, one of the guys that's, uh, has, has the most veteran, um, and most amount of time. In the league, with uh, probably exception of a couple guys like Jeremy and uh, uh, with Chad Cummings and some of the other guys, so it's uh, it's definitely a different perspective and uh, a new role for me, and it's uh, still a, still a growing experience, but I'm I'm really enjoying it so far.
0: Is there a little bit of sourness when when you you know think about how the expansion draft went down? Not that you end up in Texas, but obviously the rush don't protect you. And I, and I know you've played for Keenan at multiple levels before, but I mean when you think about the expansion draft now, what goes through your head?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess there's uh, there's probably a, it's the way the league goes, but there's probably always going to be a little bit of, of sourness, I guess, in the way. That, um, it wasn't, uh, I know it wasn't an easy decision, and nonetheless, it was a decision. It's not a decision I don't think the teams would make uh, willingly, um, but expansion forces you into uh, some tough situations. And um, I mean, if, if anything, it just uh, allows you to, to play with a bit more of an edge when, when you're talking about uh, you know, personal play and. and keeping keeping sharp and and trying to stay motivated in terms of uh, making myself better and and stuff like that. And um, it's certainly something uh, I use as motivation for myself.
0: Okay. I got one last one for you on the floor. And and what's it like, you know, being in Fort Worth now and playing a bigger role where, you know, there's obviously some great defenders in Saskatchewan and you're playing behind some pretty damn good players, but now, I mean, you're the guy right now in purple. So what's it like for you taking on a bigger role as a leader on that team?
2: Uh, it's it's, like I said, it's just a little bit different. I get to see uh, a slightly different side of things in terms of, uh, uh, trying to trying to keep guys going in the in the right they in direct guys I guess in the right direction rather than uh, being uh, being part of the supporting cast in terms of uh, keeping keeping things in the right direction you more or less should be uh, starting things and um, I think that that falls to uh, me and uh, a couple of the other other veteran guys uh, down in Fort Worth Texas so. Uh, that part's definitely different. Um, my role, uh, locker room role and stuff, I guess, changed a little bit too. It's got to be a little bit more vocal and, uh, I've been working on, on that as well and, and come along that way.
0: Who took you under their wing in 2017 when you broke into the league? Like, was there one guy who you're kind of like, yep, that was my mentor throughout the season. That's who I learned from?
2: Uh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say there's just one guy. There's probably... Uh, I mean, I don't think you could, you could say any of the guys, it's, I mean, you got, you got Corbs, Delphi, Ruse. um, you know, those, those three stand out to me as guys that I really looked up to and, um, in terms of, of watching their style of play and and what they do on and off the floor and, in terms of their, uh, their leadership roles and what they do. And, um, with that said, I've I've tried to take some of what they've done and what I've seen them do into, uh uh, my own, my own leadership style and, and stuff like that. So it's, uh, no, there's like not just one, one guy. And, uh, I mean, on the floor, it's those guys and off, like off the floor, even, even from the coaching staff down with, uh, with Quinlan and to and, and those guys have all, uh, been really good for my, uh, my growth and my knowledge of the game. And uh, I'm extremely thankful that I, I had the opportunity to, to learn first game from those guys. It's uh, It was definitely awesome and allowed me to, uh, definitely allowed me to, to take the steps where I am in, in Texas right now with Panther City.
0: What do you remember about your first game in Saskatchewan? Like at the SaskTel Centre, your first home game. What do you remember about that night, that game leading up to it and everything?
2: Uh, the first the first home game I remember is, it was uh it was a christmas game it was it was a pre it was actually a preseason game but I remember it. it felt to me it felt like just uh it felt like the real thing but uh the lead up and I mean it ended up being a packed house and uh we end up having one of the we end up having a, a a bit of a line draw, a few fights break out and uh, a goalie, goalie fight, and all that. But I mean, the biggest thing I, I remember about it is just the, the energy I felt running out on the floor, um, getting ready, just getting ready before the game. I mean, the the sound is uh, was uh, like deafening as as you feel, and it's not something you feel every day. Um, but it's uh, it was a cool experience just to feel that for the first time, really, and it's asking some that's uh that's definitely one of the biggest things i've ever it's energy in the building
0: now i know you know it's still young in your career but that 2018 championship walk me through like how special is that how how special of a you know run that group had but also just you know being your second year in the league and you know you've got a ring on your finger now
2: yeah i mean uh pretty fortunate to be in uh the situation that i was in in 2017 and end 2018 um uh, 2017 didn't end the way we wanted obviously but to uh, to get that experience in the finals and stuff and 2018 um that that run honestly is one of my uh one of my it's probably my favorite uh memory with uh, with lacrosse and, and thinking back to it and it was just uh surreal honestly with it it happened so quick and uh it's uh, it's kind of like one of those double edged stories, I guess. A little bit, you get that taste early, and you just you want more of it, but uh, it doesn't always come around every day. So it's uh, it's, it's uh, definitely something I look forward to, to chasing again with uh, Fort Worth and um, with with the group we have down there. I've no doubt we'll be able to get there at uh, some point. Future future champions, hopefully, in uh, in our future.
0: So we'll leave it with this. And you played four seasons in Saskatchewan, Matt. You know, is there anything you do want to say to Rush Nation? Obviously, there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands, listening to this. You know, they they got to watch you for four years, battle it out in the green, blood, sweat, and tears. Is there anything you want to say to them?
2: It's, uh, I, guess I just want to say thanks to uh, to Rush Nation out there for my uh, my time, I guess. And, uh, uh if you're if you're going to be in attendance on saturday you're uh you're definitely going to be in for uh in for a battle that's for sure um and i i look forward to it I mean take it take it easy on us a little bit i guess maybe but uh on the on the fan side of things try to well trust sale the the penalty box I don't have to deal with uh tilly at all
0: Love it. Well, hey, thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Best of luck the rest of the way, and thanks for taking time for the Rush Hour podcast. Awesome. Thanks, Cody. Great conversations, great stories, and even better people. It's Cody Jansen, Voice of the Rush, with you on the Rush Hour podcast, presented by Original 16. It's country night on Saturday. I hope you got that cowboy hat and boots ready to go. So much fun stuff going on, including happy hour from 6 to 7, a mechanical bull for you to ride, mutton busting at half, live music, and more. Saskatchewan and Panther City, they're both looking for their second wins of of the season the rush they're coming off that 12 11 loss to san diego at home the offense obviously struggled in the opening half we'll see what they come up with on saturday and panther city they're coming in on a high note they picked up their first win in club history after Patrick Don scored an overtime against the New York rib One thing's for certain, the team needs Rush Nation to show up big this weekend as a win could push them into a tie for third in the West and it's country night. Come out, enjoy some ice cold 016s and party it up Saskatchewan style. Responsibly, of course. And let's give Fort Worth a welcome. They won't forget to the Tal Center. Don't forget to watch the Rush Hour Live pregame show with myself, Cody Jansen, Darren Dupont, and Sabina Mod on the Rush's Facebook page from 6 to 7 on game night. It's been another edition of the Rush Hour podcast presented by Original 16. Enjoy the game this weekend. No! Wait, wait, wait!